Hey, it's another Goblin Beat, Goblins Gaming Podcast. Tonight, our regular Sunday crew is playing a new adventure with some old characters, some new characters, uh, some old characters that are slightly new, um, some characters that are played by people who aren't here tonight. And um, yeah, I think uh, we're all starting at level 10. That's what I know about this. Um, we're all in the Yawning Portal, but don't confuse that with our regular Waterdeep campaign where everybody's level two. This is totally different. But maybe we'll see the other characters. I don't know. That's up to John. John's running it tonight. I'm Danny. I'm playing Third Thunderstone, a noble dwarf who's also a thief. Um, he's looking for a new group of guys to adventure with because somebody got the whole other group killed except for him. He survived. Uh, he lived through the treachery or whatever it was. They got everybody else killed because it definitely was not his fault. Uh, ben is here. You're playing Modus again, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going back to Modus. I had a lot of fun with him the first time. And Is he your Modus operandi? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, uh, <clears throat> that joke got old by level three, by the way, with... Mm. Yep, he, he, was, he wasn't around for that. He goes by no, but it's new to me. So, just call fresh, with, fresh with his list of spider puns. Um, hey, those were excellent spider puns. Um. Anyway, yeah, but I, I'd like to take Modus to level twenty. So, okay. I don't know if we're gonna go that far, but from what I understand, gonna we're all gonna die by level fifteen. But that's a that's a good goal. Um, Brandon is playing Doran again, the uh, follower of Thor, around which Ben and my character, and I think PJ's character to some degree, and maybe everybody else's, have been kind of built thematically, so Brandon's not here tonight, which makes sense. Of course. <laughs> Chris, you're playing uh, Horatio Horatius again, is that right? Yes, indeed. And, and you're not happy with him because he's boring, but you're going to try to figure something out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to spice him up a little bit. Yeah, maybe a crack addiction or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. He's a guy with a halberd. He can pretty much, he pretty much just makes the DM's day miserable every time we get into a fight, which sounds fun. But Oof. It, Yeah. Yeah, he dies a lot. There's that, too. I don't, I don't remember that at all, but it's probably true. Mm. Uh... It, uh... I think it happened a lot early on. No. Well, okay. So the one that I'm still bitter about is the very last fight. I walked in and died. It was like I made it to the front of the corner, and one of the five-headed dragons just lit into me with a thing of fire, and insta-kill, I'm done. Forgot about so, that. That was so funny. Yeah. It is, I, I've, not seen, I've not seen more mist of a fight than since, like, uh, the mayor, you know, a few fights ago. That was obviously Doran's fault then, because he was the cleric. That's right. That is true. Also, that was a that was a pretty epic fight, and uh, I, I believe Thor intervened on y'all's behalf. Could have uh, did actually. I I only vaguely remember all of that. Um, what you get for drinking during during games, Ryan? You're playing. Uh, an old character that's new to us, is that right? Yeah, his name is Lavar Bertonus, and uh, he is an Order of the Scribes no. wizard, and uh, he loves books. Oh God! Of course he does. Of course he does. Do you like a look? 
in a book? Yes, it's something about a literate uh, archway of a prism of light, I believe. When you were picking your magic items, Ryan, I feel like you missed out on, a, on an opportunity to find some kind of magical visor. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that would have been good. And then PJ's playing a paladin because they're the most powerful <laughs> class in the game, right? Well, and I've, I've never got to play a paladin, so I just thought I'd try something new. But yes, I'm playing Balasar Gygax. Since we are somewhat doing Tomb of Horrors, I thought I'd throw in the name Gygax just for fun. So, And he's a, a paladin with the Oath of Conquest. So I'm here to kick ass and not take names. <clears throat> right. And then John... I don't. I don't know. You, you've got this figured out, I assume, somehow. What we're gonna do? Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll turn it. All over. right. So, I'm uh, excited for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me uh, let me lay the the groundwork for you guys. So recently, um, there was a um, there was a plot by the Red Wizards of Thay. Uh, they attempted to establish like a beachhead on the sword coast outside the, the village of Daggerford. And the whole idea was that they were going to set up a portal there um, and be able to teleport uh, an army directly over to the sword coast. And so it was going to be like invasion by teleportation. Um, and um, what uh, it, it basically freaked out everyone in the sword coast. Uh, and uh, And so... Everything kind of ground to a halt as they prepared for the worst. Um, recently, however, there was a, a group of heroes that had the help of a renegade wizard. His name was Manic Ariz. And he helped them assault this teleport portal. Um, it was located in a place named Bloodgate Keep. And they were able to destroy... Um, the the portal preventing the invasion. What that also revealed to the world was that there is a group of Thean rebels that are not going along with um, Zaz Tam's uh, plans to invade the Sword Coast, and they call themselves the Thean Resurrection. And uh, and so. After Bloodgate Keep fail, uh, Bloodgate Keep fell. Uh, the whole Sword Coast was very excited. They felt like, "Hey, we've we've managed to avoid this this invasion," and so all of the um, travel restrictions, uh, mask mandates, vaccine cards were lifted, and the entire Sword Coast rejoiced. Um, Man, so this led utopian to me. Honest. It does. It does. No more. No more mask mandates. No more vaccine cards. No more random red wizards popping out with armies trying to kill you and all your loved ones. And so, in celebration, Waterdeep decided that they would allow the uh, biannual Thorcon to <laughs> to go on. It's biannual. And. Uh, Thorcon is a uh, convention for followers of Thor and uh, and also lightning and storm enthusiasts 
from around the world. You find uh, not only clerics that, that worship Thor and paladins, uh, but you also find um, magical meteorologists who study storm patterns. Uh, plus, it's also just a, a good chance to show off your latest cosplay outfits and uh, and to to purchase uh, you know uh, fun things like stun guns and and other lightning paraphernalia. Can I get a um, Can I get an autograph from the big man himself? Well, they keep hoping that he'll show up. Um, the, uh, the the clerics of Thor keep making excuses. Something about he's. Uh, Contractually obligated to some entity named Marvel, and he has to uh, to appear in in films for them. I'm it's something going on. So Thor hasn't been as active lately as uh, as he has been in the past. There's even rumors that uh, that he might be mis uh, replaced if he doesn't show up. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, so you guys find yourselves in Waterdeep, and there are, you know, just people everywhere for this ThorCon. Um, the, uh, the, the, the people of Waterdeep are, are happy because not only has the invasion been stemmed, but, but now the economy is boosting from, the, from all the people that flooded into Waterdeep for this. Um, the, uh, the, the, if you've never been to Waterdeep before, it, there's these giant um, statues that sometimes move, and, uh, and apparently uh, they, they have brought them all into a central location in the city so that they can uh, serve as, as lightning rods. And so uh, all throughout the convention, they've been repeatedly struck by lightning. Storms swirl overhead, but no one's worried about it because that just shows that that Thorcon should have happened in the first place. So everyone's in a very festive mood. Everyone's happy, and uh, and there's no place in town that's more busy than the legendary Yawning Portal Inn. Um, so we're going to start with your characters there in the Yawning Portal. Um, so I guess uh, if you want to describe how your character has been um, or what, what kind of activities and things that your character has been doing at Thorcon um, uh, or, or just, uh, you know, describe what you're doing in the yawning portal, just whatever, just kind of introduce your characters. I know we talked about what classes we're playing and our names and everything, but we, uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, describe what they look like for each other, that sort of thing. So we'll start there. And uh, let's see. Is there anybody who wants to go first? I'll go. All right. All right. Um, so uh, Thayard has gone to has gone to a couple of sessions. He went to uh, a session called "So Your Clan Worships Thor." It's for dwarves only. Uh, it was kind of a big deal. Uh, and since he's gonna, he's he's supposed to be the thane eventually. He went to that. Uh, that was good. And then uh, he went to bringing the thunder, which was which was very popular uh, and hard to get into. But uh, because I had a wand of, I had a wand of lightning or thunderbolts or whatever, you know, I was able to get in, even though I don't know how to use it. Uh, which was kind of awkward during the participation phase. 
And then uh, then I just bought a bunch of swag. So I got like a lightning bolt uh, hoodie on, and I've got like a pair of sweatpants that say thunder across the butt, you know, it's because it's like thunder from down under. <laughs> and, uh, and now I'm just, drink, just, just drinking uh, beer out of my uh, commemorative Thor 1327 or whatever this is mug that I bought. Not with the guys. All right. When you say hanging out with the guys, though, which guys are you hanging out with? Yeah. So, uh, you know, my old adventuring crew uh, didn't make it out uh, all the way of the uh, the dread dungeon of Dugrun Var. So uh, we've got a new crew, uh, Lavar. He's kind of weird, weird and bookish, but you know, uh, he's a wizard, and I know you need one of those. And then um, Balasar. Is this paladin of Thor, which seemed like a good omen when I met him. He's a little uppity. Yes, yes, it was. Being like a dragon person or something, but <laughs> but like you know, maybe he could lead us through a dungeon. All right, cool. Um, I mean, not everyone so, can be a dragonborn, so you know they can't help that. All right, so we'll uh, since you're hanging with Lavar and Balasar, we'll go to them next. Lavar, how have you been occupying yourself during ThorCon? Uh, so Lavar has just constantly pacing back and forth uh, across the entire con, uh, constantly with a a different book in his hand. Uh, the current book is uh, Thor for Dummies. Um, so he's just trying to read up and learn all about Thor. Uh, um, you'll notice that floating just behind his head is a spectral book, and. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Page Master, it looks like one of the books from that. It's got like a face, like a, a face on the spine and arms and legs. Uh, and um, that book is named Tommy Stanza. And uh, uh, he has the face of, to- of uh, famed star Tony Danza. Um, and so uh, and it's very impressive how, how he, he keeps his face in the book, but he's able to like navigate the crowd and. He he's really just kind of following along with uh, uh, Balazar and uh, uh, Thayer, just hanging okay. out, learning all he can. Uh, uh, so any any pamphlet or anything with writing on it, he's gonna grab and collect and and happily like take. So he's not necessarily a worshiper of Thor himself. He's he, uh, just... he he's excited to learn about something he's never learned about. Gotcha. Um, let me uh, drop something here in the uh, off-topic here, or in the general channel, and see if this is uh, along the lines of what you're thinking there. It, is this what Tony Stanza looks like? Hold on. Something oh like, something like that. That's fantastic. Let me, let me pull it up. Did you put it in general? Yeah, there he is. Oh, he's beautiful. Look at him. <laughs> That's him. Okay, he's a little bit smaller and spectral, but that's good. Gotcha, gotcha. Probably the same attitude, though. Willing to put oh, you yeah. in the head if he needs to. Okay. All right. So, so, uh, so, Lavar's not really a follower of Thor, but he's open to it, and he, this is a new experience for him. Uh, one advantage of Thorcon is. Uh, is that the uh, that the that the ladies wear the metal bikinis in hopes of attracting lightning? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
and then we'll go to Balasar. Balasar, you're a, a, a paladin for How have you been occupying yourself during the convention? Well, let me just say that my oath of conquest extends beyond the battlefield. These ladies can't get enough of this dragonborn paladin. But uh, one thing I don't understand, they keep asking me if I'm a bad dragon. Like, I don't quite get that. I don't know if that's just some weird thing that the women use or whatever. But let's just say the, the followers of Thor love it when you do bring the thunder and the lightning. So, you know, it's gotcha. been quite a conquest of a con here. Uh, I have to say, though, my, my little dwarven buddy over here, man, he's doing great. We're having a good time. And uh, yeah. he's he's got the thunder, and I got the lightning. So together, we are the perfect storm. Gotcha. So Thared's been playing wingman for you a little bit, I guess. Yes, and I like the dragon pun, wingman, because, you know, dragonborn. It's fantastic. I see what you did there. Very so, nice. Is, is, yeah. is Balasar wearing any convention-specific swag or... Uh... Or anything you know, like that. That's that's a that's a good thing you ask. And like he reaches down and pulls out this giant helmet with like wings of lightning on each side, and they blink alternating colors like yellow and white. <laughs> so I've been waiting for someone to ask for me to pull that one out. It's fantastic. Very so. nice. Very nice. Okay. Um, so you guys are hanging out there in the yawning portal, and this place is hopping. Um, uh, you guys see. Um, there's a there's a barkeep with with a really awesome handlebar mustache. Uh, he spends his time slinging uh, slinging ales and and wine and anything that anybody wants. There's several barmaids working their way amongst the crowd. You notice in the center of the of the tavern, there's this giant yawning hole. Um, occasionally, some creature will will crawl out of it. Uh, and but this place is so full of of. Uh, capable adventurers that they they quickly put uh put an end to it so uh every now and then you'll hear like screams and yells and all that and you're not sure if it's just another bar fight breaking out or if somebody's killing a monster that crawled out of the hole uh but this place is uh it is hopping there's like at least four different bands uh and bards trying to perform at the same time it is nuts in here um in the crowd um there's also a giant white furred minotaur guy decked out in some sort of dragon scale armor yeah so uh modus he's actually got his uh his armor and weaponry he did some special engravings and additives to it uh just to um you know really get a point across for thorcon you know he's got he's got some cool lightning bolts coming off the shoulders and uh got some engravings on his barge helm on his uh on his helmet nice he's he's trying to lean into the cosplay a little bit oh yeah oh yeah 100 percent. all right has more has uh has modus attended any of the sessions or anything uh, no he's really just been there for the drinking and uh you know just hanging out with uh doran which you know uh, is pretty valid at Thorcon. It, it's it's uh, a whole lot of excuses to drink ale and talk about joining uh, your forefathers in the halls of Valhalla. Oh yeah. All right, and uh, and with Modus is Doran, who's uh, uncharacteristically quiet this evening. Um, it's almost as though he's 
uh, worn out or unplugged something. Uh, something's bothering him. He's not he's not functioning as normal. Uh, but also with uh, Modus is Horatius. Horatius, how what have you been doing at Thorcon? Well, I went all out in the costume department. I uh, I went upon the great tale of the time that Thor was transformed into a frog. And so I'm wearing a frog outfit with the little Thor hat on it and the big red cape. And occasionally I will open the mouth whenever I see some like a large lamb of leg or leg of lamb sitting there. And I will open my mouth and like a tongue, I will stick my halberd out and try to grab it and pull it back in real quick so I can eat. Um, I've also been known to drop quite a few Thor puns as though they were the most hilarious thing in the world to people as they cross by. Uh, if the camera zoomed in to me a particular moment, you might hear me ask, what do you call a dog who can lift Thor's hammer? Anyone? Anyone? A Labrathor retriever. <laughs> and with that, Horatius earns the first point of inspiration for the campaign. <laughs> don't, don't tell everyone, though, my friend. We're keeping it low key. That's what I was just about to say. I was going to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. You oh, beat I'm me sorry. to it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so, um, so while Horatius is sitting there regaling everyone with his uh, with his frog impersonation and and his puns, uh, there's a couple of uh, of of women dressed as Valkyries that uh, they, uh, they they seem to be enjoying your performance, and so they come over and they're trying to bump and grind on you a little bit. Uh, they're they're enjoying this uh, Thorcon a little too much. Um, maybe we will be in a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so while you guys are at your, I'm assuming you guys are at separate tables. Uh, uh, your two groups there. Um, the next time you order a round of drinks, uh, the barmaid uh, brings the the tankards, which are in uh, special. They're, they're not in the usual tankards they use in in the awning portal. Everyone's drinking out of horns, um, you know, uh, that are commemorative. So you get to if you if you buy at least three drinks, you get to keep the horn. Uh, as Does a, that make everyone a little horny? Uh, yeah, there's definitely some of that going on uh, at, at Thorcon. Um, I don't know, something about uh, a little bit of lightning and thunder and, and uh, partying brings out the, uh, the, the party animal in everyone. It, you, also, all the costumes, you know, that are, that are rather revealing. Um, but anyway, uh, when the barmaid brings the next round of drinks uh, on the tray, uh, she places on the table in front of you uh, an invitation uh, there's a, uh, a small uh, envelope with a, uh, with a red wax seal. Uh, stamped into that is a, uh, is a book. Um, it, it, the, the book is open, and in the middle of the book is a skull. Uh, and so that's the, the symbol that is, is uh, stamped into the wax. And, uh, and Yeah. Uh, she uh, she indicates that uh, it came from the uh, the lady in the corner, and uh, over in one corner of the uh, of the portal uh, of the awning portal, you see a woman sitting at a table. Um, and even though this place is popping, I mean it, it is doing good business. It's loud. It's rowdy. 
Uh, everyone seems to be giving this table uh, a little bit of a leeway. They're, they're steering clear of it. N not in a... Um, they're, they're trying not to make it obvious is what I'm saying. But um, you think that the reason they might be doing so is because the woman sitting in the corner appears to be dressed as one of the Red Wizards of Fae. And given the recent uh, attempted invasion, uh, I think people are just staying clear. Now, you know that not, uh, that not all of the Red Wizards were going along with Zaztam, so, so hopefully she's a, a uh, well, I wouldn't say good Red Wizard, but perhaps one not intent on destroying the known world. So let me show you guys a picture of this lady that's sitting over in the corner. And this is on roll 20 here, where you'll see that. Oh, right. Mm. Cue ball. How are you doing? That's a cool <clears throat> costume, actually. All right. So when you open the envelope, um, there is a, a short message that says... Uh, is that for the dwarf, by the way, the short message? <laughs> right. Uh, it just says, um, it just says, uh, I have uh, a request uh, for you. Would you please join me at my table for a round of drinks? Um, I would like to hire you and your group to assist me. Uh, and then it is signed uh, by uh, someone named Serana. It's spelled S-Y-R-A-N-N-A. Rano. Yep. Well, it is Thorcon, and she is offering free drinks. I said we go do this. Yeah, she had me at drinks, so. But did she say she had a job for us or for us? Because, you know, I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, she was uh, a chance she, for the pun there. She does not seem to be uh, dressed in, in the Thor regalia like everyone else. Okay, well, let's so go. Yes, let's, let's yeah, see we head over. Now, did one get delivered to both tables? Yeah, yeah, there was a, a message delivered to both tables. So, yeah, your crew's heading over. I guess are Modus and Horatius and Doran going to uh, come over and check it out as well? Yes. Absolutely, we are. All right. Uh, so when you guys get to the table, um, you arrive about the same time as uh, one of the barmaids. She has a tray um, with uh, a couple of pitchers of ale, and, uh, and she has some, some empty horns there to use if you guys don't already have your commemorative Thor, Thorcon horns with you. Um, so she can provide one for you. Um, and she, uh, she sets up drinks for everyone. Uh, as you approach, Serana stands to her feet. She gives a, a, a small bow to you and says, uh, thank you for, for coming. Uh, I, uh, I hate to interrupt your revel revelry, um, but I was hoping to, uh, to offer you some, some work. What, what kind of work? Um, 
she uh, she indicates uh, the, the two groups of you, and she says, uh, "Well, before we get into that, uh, perhaps you should introduce yourselves to each other." Um, and she, let's see, probably uh, Balasar, since you spoke first, she assumes that you're the the spokesperson for your group. She says, uh, um, "Are you here just for the revelries, or uh, you, you know, what 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 is your group, and and uh, you know how?" Um, what, you know what? Have, what have you accomplished in the past? Well, we are lovers of Thor, or those who soon will be, as you can tell by my studious friend over here, learning all about the ways of Thor. Uh, we are mighty heroes looking to smash, and I'm all about just wiping out the enemies of mine and bathing their blood. Uh, but no, I've just been hanging out, having a good time here at Thorcon. You know, ladies really like the dragon, if you know what I mean. Which how you doing? Um, she says, um, I'm okay. Thank you for asking. We haven't adventured yet. We're just kind of working it out. Uh, we're still working on the name. Uh, Thunderbringers. Uh, oh. We, we thought Lightning Lads. Lightning Lads sounded like younger guys, so we're not going to do that. Uh, yeah, we're just it's figuring it. it out. While while he's talking, while he's talking, I would gonna poke him in the back with my halberd and say, "How about the Asgardians?" <laughs> or, oh, let's see. What did, you, what did you say about my ass? No, no, no I'm not into that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Serana give me the hungers for thunders. Serana sees that uh, Horatius is already deep in his cups. And uh, and so turns to Modus instead and says, uh, "Would you like to introduce yourself to the to the others?" Uh, and Modus stands catatonic for a second. I was muted. Um, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so yeah, Modus take it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, M- Modus is very obviously inebriated at this point. Like, uh, almost to the point where he doesn't understand. So he just goes rambling on about or and how he likes to hit things with a sword. And then just randomly trails off after not completing a thought and sits back down. All right. Well, um, she uh, thanks you for joining her and bids everybody to have a seat. She sits back down herself, uh, picks up one of the, the horns of ale. Takes uh, lowers her uh, mask, and she says, "I I know they've removed the mandates, but uh, I still wear mine." And takes a drink, and then puts her mask back up. Um. Anyway, she says, uh, "So as you may know, uh, my people have uh, have been at odds with each other, and uh, some, including Zaz Tam, uh, felt like." It was their uh, their right to impose their will upon the Sword Coast. Thankfully, that plot failed. Um, but he's still trying to rebuild power uh, in Thay. And uh, I'm a member of a group uh, called the Thayan uh, Resurrection. And uh, and I've been tasked with finding some uh, uh, some adventurers who might be willing to help us strike at the heart of Zaztam's power. Uh, would you all be interested in making some coin for yourselves? 
Always interested in yeah, making some yeah. coin. Yep. We're, we're talking gold coins, platinum coins. Indeed, uh, as well as the, um, any any magic items that you might find uh, would be open as, as well. Let me uh, set the background here. There was a a um, a facility created by a Thayan archmage. His name was Kazak Ghoul, uh, and it's called the Doom Vault. I know it sounds scary. Uh, the, the, we Thayans uh, appreciate, uh, you know, the 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 psychological effects of naming things. Um, it was intended to be a research facility. However, uh, Zaz Tam has taken it over and is using it in his quest to achieve godhood. And uh, my my cell has discovered a way into the control room for this facility, uh, and we are seeking adventurers who might help us infiltrate and uh, and and stop Zaz Tam's plans. We're not certain entirely what he's trying to do. We just uh, know that he is concentrating magical energy and appears to be drawing it from this facility. So we were hoping to find some uh, some adventurers who would help us infiltrate and uh, and disrupt whatever uh, foul rituals he is uh, performing inside the facility. Well, as the generalized spokesperson for our half of the Thor-themed team we've got here, we're some real glow getters. <laughs> uh, she you know, lightning glows, you know, it's bright. She, she, nods, <laughs> she nods her head and says, Oh, I, I got the pun. But she doesn't appear to be as entertained by them as uh, as the other revelers are. Although she's been <laughs> sipping ale, she's she's not nearly as, as intoxicated. She's here on a mission. Uh, what about Modus and Doran and Horatius? Uh, how do they respond? Modus, would you like to speak for us? Oh, you're on mute. He's muted. Oh. Ah, sorry. I'm doing that to mitigate noise. Um, yeah, Modus is like 100% on board, although he'd be 100% on board with almost anything at this point. So it's not saying a whole lot. All right. Well, uh, she she claps her hand one time like that, and uh, and she says, "Excellent." She said, "I I knew I would find worthy uh, worthy adventurers here." Thor uh, has a reputation for attracting the right kind of followers. Men of men of action and vigor, willing to face the challenges that life throws at them. Yeah, we got vigor. Yes, I'm very vigorous. I mean, this guy—he's um, been vigorous, like pretty vigorous the whole time. Let me tell you. Yes, I have. So, um, so she says, uh, "Well, if you are if you are interested in assisting us in in this mission, not only would you uh, be able to." achieve uh, uh, money and, and perhaps obtain magical items for yourselves, but also know that you would be helping defend the Sword Coast by by weakening Zaz Tam. Well, so, oh, that's great, but will I get to kill a lot of people? That's what I want to know. Will I just get to have some serious conquest? Because this conquest at this con has been great, but I'm ready for something else. 
Uh, yes, there, it, it will be a dangerous mission, so you will have plenty of opportunities to uh, wield that very large sword uh, that you have on your back there. Or, Who told uh, you? <laughs> It's on your back. That's on your back. a lot, actually. <laughs> I mean, um, us dragons are a little different. I so, like to keep Sorry, mine between my legs. She says, uh, "In that case, I'm glad to uh, to have met you. Your reputation did well, and uh, and if you would like, we can start in the morning after you've all had a chance to finish your revelries and sober up a little bit." Shouldn't we wait to be in morning until after? Everybody else in the party dies besides me. Wait. Uh, she looks at you and says, well, in Thay, dying is not the the uh, obstacle that it is in other lands. We can take care of you. Oh, oh I bet you could. Uh-huh. She, uh, she uh, slides a, a card over to each of your two groups, and it has an address located somewhere in the uh, in the dock ward. Uh, and uh, it's a um, an address for uh, the house where she's been staying in in Waterdeep, and she bids you to to meet her there at at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, and uh, and she will transport the, your group to the to the Doom Vault control house. And uh, she can explain the mission at that point. Sounds good. Yeah. So that gives you all an opportunity to finish drinking and enjoying the night. And if you need to get any supplies for your characters before you head out, you'd be able to do so. All right. Well, I, I grab my horn, my commemorative Thor horn, and I see a waitress walk by. And I'm like, hey, are you dragonborn? Or do you have a little dragonborn in you? Would you like to? <laughs> uh, uh she she laughs she's been hearing a lot of that lately and uh and does not seem inclined to take you up on your offer don't make me roll persuade (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm going to um drag you guys or well did you guys need to get any supplies i know somebody had asked about purchasing uh healing potions or something beforehand yeah yeah can we can we do that i just want to make sure i've got all the components i need for all my different well if i'm not going to cast spells i guess i don't need them but just on the off chance just have all my components necessary yeah so so in a town the size of Waterdeep, there is you know there are plenty of shops uh with various items of of utility to adventurers and uh, I mean basically anything you want to find Waterdeep is one of the largest cities on the Sword Coast so if it's available for purchase you'll find it in Waterdeep so uh so anything you guys need uh just feel free to uh to add that to your character sheet and deduct the appropriate amount of gold whether that's healing potions or uh uh Baths to to cure sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> is there a price list somewhere of the of the different healing potion varieties? I know a regular is fifty. Yeah, let me see here. I do have that. Did we have a certain amount that we're starting out with? Or no, no. It's just whatever your character had on your sheet, which you should have a substantial amount for Horatius. 
Uh, no, I only have 150. What? He had like a ton of gold from uh, from his previous unit that had died. That group spent uh, a lot of gold on like their um, keep or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like All right, that might be thousands of gold. Yeah. Now, if, our, if our keep has earned any money over the course of time, then we could recruit that. But yeah, we we spent most of it. I've literally got one fifty. All right. So yeah, a potion of healing is fifty gold. Um, the next one is what is it? It's potion of greater healing or superior? Probably greater. Uh, is there any anything you think I should get, Danny, while I'm at it thinking? Probably not. I mean you're a paladin. Yeah, alright. You don't need gear. <laughs> <laughs> I just wear my lightning hat and like that's it and I'm good. <laughs> Pretty much. So uh, if right, I get a potion of bonus for wearing a lightning hat like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, uh, you, you, it gives you a bonus to charisma with the other groupies that are there in cosplay. Nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, potion of healing is fifty. A potion of greater healing is one fifty. Um, a potion of superior healing is four fifty. All right, I'm gonna get a greater and, potion. Yeah, and a potion of supreme healing is thirteen fifty. We have a clear kind of paladin. Hopefully, one of them will help me if it comes down to it. Yeah, for a price, you know, we can we can negotiate. Um, look, you've been laying hands on everything. You can lay on hands on me just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't missed an opportunity yet right. since I met you. That's especially, true. especially on his thunderbutt. <laughs> hey, I got get. I got a name for us. We could be the lightning herd. Eh? No. Um, I'd like to grab a potion of greater and a potion of superior healing. So, watch as that. Oh. Sorry. Uh, greater healing was 150 and superior healing was 450. Okay. Could be Thundar and the Thundarians. Or how about the ACDCs? I thought about that, yeah. High voltage. High voltage! Alright, so you guys got all your gear that you need? Mm-hmm. Yes. The, more the lightning it, lads. Yeah, I think lightning lads, the more I think about it, it's is, is better and better every time I hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, I'm shocked, really. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys collect your your gear and arrive at the house the following morning. Um, The electric company. Oh, there you go. Well, with motors, you might have to say gas and electric. We're bringing the power. Yeah, we're we're the electric company now. Mm. All right. So uh, when you arrive at the house, um, you see what looks like just a, a standard um, a town town home. It's not 
you know, a wealthy looking mansion or anything like that. Um, and uh, while many of the buildings are decked out in all kinds of Thor banners and lightning bolts are painted onto the window panes and and uh, and there's drunken people passed out in the hedges. Uh, so the town is is in the grips of Thorcon. Uh, this building appears to have been uh, left alone. Um, you knock on the door, and a uh, and a man in a red robe with a metal uh, a metal grate welded into the skin of his face opens the door, um, and uh, and he says. Serana said to expect you, and he uh, opens the door and introduces or uh, brings you into the building, and uh, and she ta- he takes you into a den that is just off to the right there, and you see Serana, uh, she's putting the finishing touches on a teleportation circle. She's pushed all the furniture in in the room to the sides, and there's a large uh, chalk square that's drawn, and she's been uh, performing incantations upon it. I thought you and folks. She- you folks were wizards. You seem like you'd have some better way to do dentistry. That looks painful. Um, uh, he uh, he says uh, some things are not uh, left to our decision. Some things are forced upon us. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I used to have a really bad uh, uh, HMO too. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. But I gotta um, say that really does look great on you. Uh, he rolls his eyes and he said, Serana warned me about you and your puns. <laughs> I think you're grating on his nerves. Perhaps we should talk to Serana. Uh. <laughs> he turns to Serana and says, the sooner you can get them there, the better, and leave. <laughs> um, she, that, guy was, uh, that guy was great. Yes, he was. <laughs> Uh, she says, well, it's good that you're in high spirits. I hope that, uh, I hope that you're, uh, able to perform as well sober as you did last night, right? And winks at, uh, Balasar. Oh, uh, hey, hey, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> I always perform. She said, my jib is in no way a part of this deal. Wait, did we, have to be, <laughs> did we need to be sober before we came here? Because we came straight from the bar. Yeah, I'm totally not sober either. <laughs> She says, I'm, I'm not entirely surprised by that. Thorcon uh, draws a certain clientele. Uh, but that's why we brought you. you your, uh, your joie de vivre makes you ideal candidates for our mission. We don't speak Elvin. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a beautiful tongue. I got a beautiful uh, tongue for you. No, tongue no. away <laughs> So she says, "Well, if you're finished, uh, finished sexually uh, uh, harassing me, <laughs> I've never done with that. Well, let's uh, let's get this uh, this operation on the road." Uh, Lavar, uh, you recognize that she's uh, uh, drawing symbols on the floor to create a teleportation circle. Um, she lets you know that this is uh, this is a one way teleportation circle for now. Uh, once the mission's complete, she can, uh, she or her group can help get you back. Um, and uh, and so she finishes the the incantations. The runes on the floor begin to glow, 
And she bids you all to step into the circle. She steps in first and disappears. That was like magic. Sorry. Le, uh, Lavar follows. All right, I just jump in, so let's go. Yep, I follow behind. All right. So I'm assuming you all jump in. Yeah, yeah Modus takes a... Down. So those of you who've teleported before, it's a familiar sensation. You feel disembodied for a moment as the weave of magic rips apart your body and reassembles it on the far end of the portal. Not altogether unpleasant, but not altogether comfortable either. And uh, you emerge into a building or a, a room made of dressed stone. Uh, there are a couple benches there in front of you. And you find Serana standing at the front of the room there. So are you all able to see see everything there? Did it yeah. did yes. take you guys over there? Okay. She says, uh, welcome to the gatehouse. Uh, I don't believe uh, Zaz uh, knows of its existence. Uh, it was built uh, as part of the Doom Vault. And from this facility here, I will be able to uh, transport you into various parts of the Doom Vault. She says, uh, I need to explain something to you. The vault itself is uh, divided by magical portals. Uh, and she pulls a, uh, out of a, a pocket, she pulls a uh, bronze chain with a single um, red crystal uh, attached um, at the end of the chain. And she says, this is a glyph key. And this is what you will use to be able to traverse the various parts of the facility. These keys can be programmed. Um, and so if you meet holders of other glyph keys uh, by negotiating with them, you might be able to gain access to parts of the facility that I cannot access from here. Also, if you find a... a um, there, there are various panels within the facility called contact stones. You'll notice them. They glow, and they're marked by runes. They allow you to contact me here in the gatehouse. Uh, they serve uh, as a two-way communication uh, port. If you contact me from one of those stones, I will then have the magical uh, sigils necessary to reprogram your glyph key to give you access to that area of the of the facility. Uh, the Doom Vault itself is quite large. Uh, it's large enough that it has uh, separate biomes. Um, you'll notice that there's one part of the facility that uh, uh, resembles a forest. There's another part that resembles uh, caverns. There's uh, uh, and so the, these are all designed as biomes. Again, this place was originally designed to study magical creatures and to harness their powers and their abilities. Um, you will find many hostile and non-hostile creatures living within the Doom Vault. Um, you will be able to come return to the gatehouse to rest uh, occasionally. Uh, although our mission requires speed, so you won't be able to do that uh, all of the time. 
She says, if you will follow me, I can uh, transport you all. Uh, I've, I've managed to locate the codes to transport you to a, a certain part of the, uh, the Doom Vault, and you can begin your explorations. Any questions? Uh, LeVar has one. What, uh, what exactly, what, what kind of research did you say that they were doing? Um, they were researching magical creatures and objects, uh, attempting to understand their, their arcane abilities and harness them for their own purposes. At least that was what it was originally designed for. It was really a laboratory. Um, but Zaz Tam is, is using it to, to fuel his quest for godhood. This is like, this is right up LeVar's alley. Like, his whole backstory is about, like, protecting knowledge and saving knowledge and keeping it out of the hands of people who would misuse it. This is, he is, like, real excited right now. He's like, let's go learn. (laughs) Excellent. Third kind of raises his hand a little bit. Yes. Um, Are we the only group? You have down here, or is like, do you, have you sent others? Or, um, I didn't want to startle you, but we have sent others in, and um, not all have survived. It is possible that you might come across other groups that we have sent into the Doom Vault. Um, so, um, for those of you who might be, shall we say, overly aggressive. Uh, you don't necessarily have to kill everything that you come across. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, uh, uh, there says that's why I, pro- I, I provided these. He pulls out; it's got a little pack of friend stickers. There's stickers that say "friend" on them. He starts putting them on all the other other guys. There you go. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. that yeah. You will. You will need this. You. Yep. Yeah, because when I get going, man, I just it's I, I see red and it's just like slashing, killing everything. Uh, no offense, Minotaur guy. He meant no offense. Yeah, I was about to say most gives him a side eye. Well, I thought you were white. Are you not white? No, it's he's a bull. A, yeah. Um. He's so bull. she uh, she indicates to you that um, not all of the portals in the facility are functioning. Some have been deactivated. Some have been disrupted. Uh, so not every portal you find will will work. But there are different types of portals, and so she wants to break those down for you real quick. First of all, there's black portals. Black portals are what you can use to teleport to and from the gatehouse, and also uh, from one zone into the other. So they're actual teleportation portals. There's other portals, white portals. Uh, They function as um, arcane doorways or gates uh, that allow access from one area into the next. And then the last type of portal is a blue portal, and they are a stronger arcane gate that block access from one biome or region of the of the vault, doom vault into another. So if you find a blue portal, that indicates that you would be leaving your current area and going into a different one. Wait, when you mean 
area? Is that different from a biome, or do you mean like from one biome to another biome? You would be going from one biome into another biome. So each each biome is is divided up into several zones. Uh, those are marked off by the white portals, and then the blue portals are uh, from uh, one biome into the next biome. And the black portals are actual teleportation circles uh, that would uh, allow you to access the gatehouse. Which we're in now. Yes, which you're in now. Um, and when that, yeah. And then you're saying it goes from the gate to and from the gatehouse in one zone. That would be one area within a biome, correct? Yes. So so the way it is, is you have the Doom Vault, which is divided into different biomes. Each biome is subdivided into smaller zones. Okay. Um, And your glyph key can be programmed. So as you go into a zone, you can contact her. You can either find someone who has a key from that, and there is a ritual that she's going to teach you all that you can use to transfer the arcane attunement, basically, from their key to your key. And then, so, so basically, then, the black portal, it will allow us to go to and from the gatehouse no matter where we are. Like, that'll kind of... If you find a functioning black adjust. portal, not all the black portals are functioning. Right, okay. I mean, I assume it's like as we discover them, they become functional kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she says, now you will be able to reach me through the contact stones that are in each biome, and those will allow me to reprogram. As you contact me, that gives me the arcane lock sigils for that area, and I'll be able to reprogram your glyph key um, to, to, to work in that zone. So as you explore and go into new areas, your key will be able to unlock more and more areas of the Doom Vault. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Um, she, uh, she asks if you have any other questions about, um, about what you're trying to do inside the Doom Vault. We're just disrupting... That uh, Tam guy, right? So we're just going to mess up whatever he's doing. Yes. uh, We're not certain what he's doing there yet. Um, And I will be researching on this end and also we'll be hearing back from the other operatives that we've sent back, sent into the Doom Vault. And so hopefully we'll be able to figure out what it is he's trying to do and I can give you continued uh, intel. Yeah. All right. Makes sense to me. Excellent. She says, uh, I have um, the, the coordinates for the entry point here for you. Uh, it's the biome called the forest of, and then she mutters something under her breath. Forest, got it. Right. And then she says, well, I, I probably shouldn't keep it from you. It's called the forest of slaughter. Oh, yes. That's my kind of place. Let's get going. It sounds like a metal concert and mosh pit some sort and how was that a bad thing i mean sounds good to me it was a bad thing 
All right. She says, well, if you're ready, follow me. And she leads you um, through uh, this doorway. Whoa. <laughs> she suddenly elongates. No. Oh, it's a huge. Oh. And yeah, she so wouldn't she, be the only one. She, uh, she leads you into this area and uh, into the gatehouse proper. And you see why it's called the gatehouse. As you see several, um, what looks like uh, teleportation pads uh, of various colors. Uh, she there, says, if there, you're... "What's that?" I was saying, "Is there anything in here for us to like search or look for?" Or is this nothing here? No, no. So looking around, you see that uh, it looks like whoever was in this gatehouse originally. Uh, this was set up for them to control access into and out of the Doom Vault. There's an area over here with a bed. There's lots hey, of stuff. Hey. There's lots of food supplies and, and various things, so um, she'll be remaining here in the gatehouse, and you'll be able to contact her. Um, so she bids each of you to step onto one of the uh, onto one of the uh, teleportal or teleport pads, and uh, and says if you're ready, uh, she can send you into the Doom Vault proper. Doesn't matter uh, which one, does it? No, it doesn't matter which one you get on. Um, she asks, uh, who would like to uh, carry the glyph key? Uh, Lavar can. Uh, yeah, I'm, you, I, I would you, probably drop it. Do you, do you die a lot, Lavar? Just, just checking. Uh, I'm immortal. I said it. It's canon. Okay. okay. Uh, actually, on. yeah, no, I may die a lot. Let's give it to somebody who uh, won't die. Keep it in the bag of holding. Well, you'll need it to uh, to unlock door yeah. or the, the gate. I'll take it. I guess I got an armor class of twenty and, and all sorts of cool stuff. So, all right, she says I shall give it to the to the horny dragon then. Yeah. And we um, just have like six of these. Um, Backup ones. She says it is possible that you will find other glyph keys in the. Uh, in the the doom vault, um, if you kill the person who or or barter for them, you, you could find more, and I can help you program them. Barter that sounds like killing with a lot of extra steps. So she teaches you um, which ones of you guys in there are proficient in Arcana. Oh, definitely me. How about a plus eight? Is that good? Well, are, but by proficiency, do you have it? You have it yeah, ticked? I have a chick ticked, yeah. All right, so you have it. Modus, I've you have it. it. I have a plus Does anybody seven. else have it? No, no, but I'm interested in these kind of things. I'd like to watch. All right, so she demonstrates. Well, I'd like to watch, too. She demonstrates the, rit, uh, the ritual. She takes a second glyph key from her pocket, and uh, she shows how you have to touch the two of them together, and then there's a, a magic incantation that you have to do. And so she takes the, the, the glyph key that she was going to offer to you, Balasar, and she touches it to her own and does the ritual, um, which she performs successfully. Uh, the two crystals glow for a second, and, uh, and then she says, okay, these, uh, these two glyph keys are now programmed, and uh, any um, unlocked sigils that were in the one now exist in the other. 
was strangely aroused by all of that, but okay, I, I take the cliff key. Uh, she does warn you that if you attempt the ritual and fail, uh, there is a small amount of force damage that might reflect back onto you. I don't. I take it then, since I do the magic stuff and I have a bunch of health. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, all right. Gotta, so, nah. so then she gives the glyph key to Modus. Modus has the glyph key. That'll be important to know. So, if he is now in right. inventory. Okay. Um, so then, once you all step onto the teleport pads, uh, she steps over to a uh, console. Ooh. Uh, a console over here on the, uh, on the right side and, uh, and says, Well, I wish you all luck. And uh, and fortune as you uh, as you help us try to t- uh, take down Zaztam, she gives you the the Thayan salute, uh, which looks a lot like the the symbol or the the uh, uh, somatic components for Mage Hand. Since <laughs> um, almost everybody in Thay knows how to u- cast that cantrip. Uh, and uses it constantly. I figured it was a space ball salute. That's what I did. Yes, I was about to say, you should get bonus points for that, the nice space ball salute. <laughs> all right. Um, and uh, when once you guys are all on the pads and you give the nod, she uh, performs an incantation, inserts her glyph key into a slot on the console table, and uh, and you feel that familiar familiar teleportation sensation and uh, find yourselves transported to the forests of slaughter. It's the teleportation sensation that's sweeping the nation. Indeed. You know, we just uh, we just put a lot of trust into a lady wearing a, uh, a red mask over her face. We did. Yes, yes, we did. She had more cloth than hair. Way, way more. Hey, uh, is that a dragon or Marcus? I don't have hair either. I'm, I've definitely got a lot more cloth than hair. That's weird. All right. So I'm going to drag you guys onto the map here. Did you say dragon? <laughs> this is why PJ is muted so often. Yep. <laughs> You all missed it. I know you have, despite the shameful looks you give me. We're still on the other map, John. If you didn't know. Yeah, I'm dragging you guys out onto this one before I switch you over. Gotcha. Can I just say, I am like so fascinated and intrigued with how Ryan writes. Like, I've never seen anyone hold their pencil that way. Like, that is intriguing and impressive at the same time. Wait, how, how are you holding it, Ryan? I hold it like this. Really? So, like, that's yes. like the normal way, right? My, uh, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this, my hand doesn't turn over all the way. So, I when I write like this, it hurts my wrist. That oh, yeah. gives me, doesn't have to turn it over as far. Huh. That's interesting. Uh oh, did Craig die? 
Craig died. Craig died. An idiot. Shows that he's still recording, though. Like he's still on the channel, I should say. So should we like ignore it and let it? Yeah, it's fine. It says it's recording on my screen. Oh, oh no, nope, there it went. Don't worry about it. We're recording it. It's just uh, okay. It's a convenience option, is all. All right. Um. So let me drag you guys over here to the forest of slaughter. It's my third favorite forest. What is your first two favorite forests? Well, the forest of fear is obviously my favorite. And then the forest of lost pants. I mean, that's my second favorite. All right. So can you guys see yourselves down at the bottom part of the map? Zooming out. Yes. Looks like a forest and a cave. All right. So yeah, let me uh, describe this area. Um, I see nothing but a black screen, by the way. You got to zoom out. Scroll down or zoom out. I I have. Yeah, I zoomed out to like 10%. I see the entirety of the square and still nothing. Zoom out to like two feet. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. If you're ten percent, you should be good. You see a little black box then. Hang on, I might have to give his token sight. Maybe you just don't do that. Does your does does Balasar have uh, dark vision? Just a second. Let me. Can you see where? See. I can see where you're pinging. Yes, but I don't see anything else. All right, let me check one other place real quick. It's not showing on my list, but I don't remember everything if you, about. If it's not on your list of of abilities, I don't think Dragonborn have night vi- or dark vision. Uh, I also cannot see. You guys got to get oh, dark okay. vision. It's the best. All right, so can you see now, PJ? Yes, I can. I can see now. All right, let me. Um... Save your token now with sight. Oh, you just didn't have sight? Yeah, I didn't have vision turned on for him. Wait, vision? I thought we were all about Thor. This is where... Wrong. You're on, that's Wrong. your last warning. I'm going to server mute you next time. <laughs> <laughs> I should get inspiration for that one. I mean, that was that was a good one. Uh, can LeVar Bertonis see now? They have a skewed perspective. (laughs) Ryan, can you see? There he is. Yep. Just came up. Okay. All right. Hopefully that's got everyone set. All right. So let me describe um, what you guys see here. Um, So you... Find yourselves, like uh, Danny said, in in a forest-type realm. The temperature is um, dry. Uh, It's a a comfortable temperature. The air is dry. Um, the, uh, the, The area that you find yourselves in looks like caverns, and the ceilings glow with a magical light. Um... Right now, everything is dimly lit, uh, as though it is like a, a nighttime cycle. 
The rocky cavern floors in this sector are covered uh, in a layer of magical turf. And, uh, and there are trees, uh, isolated stands of gnarled and vine-choked trees that rise 15 to 20 feet high in the caverns. How high is the ceiling, did you say already? Uh, the ceiling in here is probably... Hang on, let me see. It, the general... Because it, it doesn't say in the forests. Uh, the ceilings rise to uh, about 30 feet high. And again, the walls here look like they're made, or they're like cavern walls. So this this isn't like dressed stone or anything here. You could probably climb the walls fairly easily if necessary. All right. Um, and... Um, Oh, one other thing that Serana told you is that um, if a if a uh, portal, either white, blue, or black, is functioning, you will know because the runes uh, on the ground will be glowing, and the portal itself will be filled with a mist. That's why they're called black, white, and blue. They're filled with that color of mist. Um, so this one is not. It appears to be inactive. So you won't be able to use this portal to return to the gatehouse. Well, so you'll have to, do, yeah, you'll have to do a little bit of exploring there. Uh, I can't All see right. again. You can't see. Yep, it went black. I, I did uh, it for mine too, and I reloaded it, and it fixed it. Did anyone else notice the the token standing over there in the bushes? By the way, yeah, the creepy lady. Yeah, yeah, I want to hit her with that with with a hammer. <laughs> All right, hang on just a second. Uh, is everybody able to see before we get moving? Moving. I can now, but I had to uh, close my browser and open it again. But I'm back. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm reloading now to see. Yeah, we had we had a minute of uh, basically no roll twenty at all. It seems like it's getting a little better. All right. So, um, let me describe real quick here. So trees crowd the walls of this turfed cavern to the southwest. Uh, the turf gives way to a stone floor where shadow where where you see a, a an, an inoperational black portal. Um, west of the gate is a contact stone, like Serana had described. It's uh, just set into the wall there, just to the left of Thaird. Well, hey Thaird, want to want to touch the stone? Pick it up. I mean, I think. I think she already uses this one. Yeah. Um, so as you guys uh, begin to orient yourselves in the cavern, uh, the creepy lady uh, over by the bushes steps forward, and uh, you see that it's not a lady in, at all. It is a, a desiccated uh, corpse, 
animated by Undeath. Uh, it steps forward and in a voice from beyond the grave uh, says to you, Did you bring the pig carcasses? No, but we brought the thunder and the lightning. Because we're the electric company. <laughs> and we uh, got the power. And your bills come due. <laughs> yes. Uh, seeing that you don't have the pig carcasses, he he uh, says intruders, and uh, reaches into a scabbard at his side and pulls a rusty sword. Oh no! Oh yeah! And bid you all to roll initiative. Does he make the sign? Uh, I believe the drawing of the sword is the sign. No, the sign is that you roll the dice. That's the sign. Yeah. That sign? Yeah, roll the dice. Oh, wow. <laughs> roll 20 is being extra right now. Yeah. Did it, did, mine didn't pull up yet. Did you see mine, John? Uh, I don't think. Yeah, no, yours hasn't popped up yet. I rolled a 19. Boom! I'm going to try to log him out and back in. All right, let me, let me try Jeez. it again. Yeah, like when I tried to zoom in, it just made the screen ugly. Say, there there it is, quick on the draw. Oh, now I see y'all's initiative at least. How does someone have a 7.16 and a 25.2? Oh, they got their initiative. They have multipliers. Yeah, we have the tiebreakers on. Do I need to turn that on? It's up to you. Is that under settings? Yeah, under character sheet. Okay, I'm looking for that. I just have to find it. It's uh, in the top middle under the attribute options section. It's the only checkbox in that section. Add dex. Type it, oh, there it is. I got. Was it. my was my initiative attached to my token just now? Uh, Horatius, yours came through. Balasar, Laird, Lavar, Modus, just Doran. But we'll leave him out of this fight just for simplicity's sake. I think you all be able to handle one undead dude. <clears throat> all right. We'll put you all in descending order. This is the first time you all have uh, fought together. And uh, Thaird, you are the quickest on the draw. What do you do? Uh, yeah, I'm going to run over here. Let's see. How are we doing um, flanking and stuff in this game? We're going to do the plus two. Flanking. Plus two to attack. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move to there and uh, do and hold my Danny, if you you actually move here or here, Mm. actually just here, you would be within 10 feet of me and my auras would give you bonuses, by the way. 
Would it give me advantage on the attack? Because if not, I'm not concerned. All right. Well, well I've got. I've got. Well, you guys. You guys haven't fought together yet, so you guys haven't figured all that out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can't tell him as I'm sitting here. It's on your turn. You can. It's his turn. I'm going to. Okay, fine. I'm going to uh, do a uh, triggered action whenever whenever Balasar comes within five feet of this creature. I'm going to attack it. Okay. So you run over there and hold your action. Yeah. All right, okay. Balasar, you're up. All right. Well, then I'm going to just move. Now each square is five feet. Is that right? Uh, hang on, hang on just a second. Um, before we get to your turn, I forgot something here. Um, third, I need you to make a wisdom save. Well, okay. 14. All right. Something strange happens. Okay. All right, Balasar, it's your turn. All right. So to be within five feet of you, I have to be right next to you. Is that right? My, my thing isn't uh, going to be five feet of me. It's five feet of the creature. So oh, okay. Well, then uh, I'll move here so I can flank. And then I'm still within 10 feet. So, um, and... I will attack, which I get an extra attack. Does uh, also does, when does my thing trigger, John? Is it once he finishes his move, or, or is it gonna be after he attacks? Um. So let's see. I guess if he moves before he attacks, then as you set it to trigger as soon as he moves within five feet. So then, yeah, you would go ahead and. All right. Well, I'm going to attack it in hopes of uh, sneak attacking it. No All right. Boop. It's a 29 to hit. A 29 does hit. For uh, 12 piercing and 13 sneak damage. All right. Um, that hurts the creature as you snuck around behind it. Um, and um, okay, the uh, the creature appears not to be damaged, and instead. Uh, his uh his body appears to swell and he looks uh even more uh more strong than he was before. Mm, interesting. He, he laughs in your face. Okay. Let's that's dunk. Like like your your breath stinks. All right. And then uh Balasar, it's your turn. All right, now if I if I use divine smite, that's that's after I attack with a weapon, correct? Yeah, so you you can choose to use smite after you see if it hits or not. Okay, because that's what I'm gonna do first. Um, I, I'm gonna grab my uh, oh lord, 
You can check the box though, though if it hits, it'll, it'll roll it for you. But okay, that's what I was looking for. Thanks. I want to do my one-handed battle axe at the moment. Uh, he bats your axe aside easily. Oh, it should have been a thirteen okay. because you're flanking, but still probably. Oh yeah, it should have been a thirteen. That's right. Even with a thirteen, that would be uh, a miss. Um, so. If you guys each want to add on your character sheets, since we're doing the the plus two flanking uh, on your character sheet, if you do, if you show global uh, attack modifier field on your on the cog on your settings page, yeah, it's on the right hand and side then you can, near the top. Yeah, right and then you spells. Can, uh, past the spells, there's a little cog symbol. Yeah, yeah. Click on that, and in the far right column, there's a, a box that says Show Global Attack Modifier Field. Okay. Tick that, and then go back to your core page. And by okay. Default, it'll put Bless there by default. You can just change it to Flanking. Yeah, change that Bless to Flanking, and then instead of roll 1d4, just make it 2. So anytime you're flanking a creature, you can tick the box, and it'll add in... The plus two. Just the number two? No plus two, just the number two? Yeah, just the number two. Okay. And so that'll add that to your attack anytime you're flanking a creature. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. So, all right. All right. Balasar, you step up, you swing, you miss. All right. I do have another attack here. Now, do we still get bonus actions on top of our normal actions? Yes, you get action. Uh, each turn you can move, action, bonus action, reaction. Okay. All right. Reaction is pretty rare. You have to have, like, some kind of trigger that makes you do that. But you probably have extra attack. So that means when you take the attack action, you get to do it twice. I'm assuming Paladin. Yeah. All right. I'll try tagging again. Uh, I'll use my battle axe again. And go ahead and tick the flanking. There you go. Yeah. All right. So because you're flanking, it does hit the creature. And I did the Divine Smite as well. I had that tick, so do I need to click it again? Because I didn't show, it just no, shows... No, I had already rolled the Divine Smite for... Oh, there it is. Radiant, I see it now. Yeah. So now, you, since you did Divine Smite, is that a spell that you cast? Or is that that's a class a, ability? That's, um... It's a class ability, but... Yeah, it's because it's under my global damage modifier, is what that's under. So, yeah, it's a class So you ability. just get Divine Smite on every strike, whether you use a spell or not? I think I can use that instead of casting spells, actually. It uses a, it uses a spell slot. Yeah, yeah, you can only use it as many spell slots as you have. Yeah, so if it was 2d8, then that's one first level spell slot that it uses. So you just tick it off on your character sheet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, remove. So you don't have your spell slot set up correctly. You have four max. So now you have three remaining. And then you've okay. got three second level spells remaining and two third two. level spells. 
Man. Yeah, I, I just took it off my first. I just took it off the first one. So all right, so that hits and it does damage the creature for seventeen damage. Uh, it turns from laughing at uh, at Thaird and hisses in your face. You'll regret that. Oh no, I won't. <laughs> all right. And then it uh, anything else for you, Balasar? Uh, I'm trying to see if I've got anything that would fall under a bonus action. So I'm just I'm just checking real quickly here. Ooh. I don't think so. Uh, All yeah. right. Well, then he turns to uh, attack you. Um, he swings his uh, long sword at uh, at you, uh, Balasar. A critical hit. Oof. 24 for 20 slashing damage. And then he turns around to you, Thaird, and says, Don't think I've forgotten about you. And he reaches out and tries to grab a hold of you. Okay. And rolls a 20 to hit. It's a hit. And then you have to take a constitution saving throw. God, you're killing me here with all these saving throws. Okay, so you pass that one. So, since you passed, uh, nothing further happens to you. You just take the five necrotic damage. Alright, I use my reaction to take half of that. Okay. Um, Horatius, it's your turn. Alright, so I'm going to spring into battle. Uh, let's see. I'll move here. And, uh, let's see. I guess we will start with Banshee's Kiss. Alright, a 27 slightly hits. Slightly. Oh boy. Alright. And then uh hang on just a second. I have to take a wisdom save. No, that's if you're you're death. If, oh, so that's if you kill something, so that's the whale that goes off. Yeah. Alright, so he just takes eleven slashing damage. Right. Now remind me because it's been so long. I know I get two attacks because I'm fighter. Does that mean I can swing twice and then do give him the shaft or was give him the shaft the second attack? I believe your give him the shaft is a bonus action attack that you have because of your polearm master feat. Yeah, so So I can swing the halberd again for one attack action and then give him the shaft was your bonus action. So I swing again then. Three hits. Okay, I got you. Alright. You have to be in five foot range to do the shaft attack. Yeah, yeah your your Banshee's Kiss has a ten foot reach, but then the, the shaft attack is only five feet. Gotcha. <laughs> the shaft is only five feet. Alright. Alright, All right, so your second attack is yeah. a sixteen. Uh, that also hits. Oh, alright. And Then, let's see, where's it at? There it is. All right, so then we will give him the shaft. 
Dang. My boy's rolling today. 26. Dang. All right. So you hit him again. Uh, He reels back, and uh, your three attacks overwhelmed his defenses, and uh, he uh, looks a little rougher uh, around the edges than he would. You'd think that if he were still alive, he'd perhaps be bleeding. All right. Anything else for Horatius? I think that will do it. All right. Lavar. All right. Uh, let's see. As a bonus action, I am going to get out Tommy Stanza. Oh, no. That's, uh, <laughs> you should is. name all your weapons after characters Lavar has mm. played. So there's that. He's crazy. So is who's the boss when Tom Tommy uh Danza is out? Oh, that's awful. And then uh and then I'm gonna move. So so what does Tony Stanza do for you? You've you've explained what he uh looks like. Uh so he's really cool. What what he can do is so he is a uh like kind of incorporeal book person. Uh, and I can move him around the uh, field, and I can cast my uh, I can cast my spells as if I'm in his space. So, like, if I had a touch spell, I get like range on my touch spells because I can move him to a certain place and uh, um, touch somebody. Got you. So I'm going to need to make a token for him because you'll be yeah, able yeah. to move around and. All right, so I'll yeah. do that before our next session. I'll make you a little glowy book icon. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to cast um, Protection from Good and Evil on myself. Okay. So Go ahead and cast that. Um, oh, yeah, Horatius. Um, I need you to make a wisdom save. Wisdom. Okay. All right. Horatius, you're going to get a plus three to your uh, uh, save roll because of my aura of protection. So you get a plus three bonus to your saving throw. I'm wise, boy. Okay, you're fine. Lavar, you will also be making a wisdom save. Same as with you, Lavar. You get plus three. Plus three. Can he have the three I didn't need? No, it doesn't work like that. I mean, oh, all right, something happens. Oof! All right, you've thrown a wrench into the plan. I'm a tool. Anything? Else? <laughs> oh, that's a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, we, that, that. we keep inviting <laughs> you to play. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, Modus, it's your turn. Modus is going to unleash Mr. Stabby. Uh, Are you moving? Okay. Now, now the sheep has hit the fan. And Sorry. Uh, here's, here's the first few attacks. All right. A uh, so what's oh the the pity damage? Pity damage is the D ten that we changed from just flat plus ten. 
So that is your. That's from that's from great weapon fighting. So that's great taking. All right. Yeah, in everything. So normally I have a plus twelve. It's taken down to a plus nine. All right. So, so every, yeah, is... twenty-three hits and a, a twenty-three or twenty-five hits. All right, you slash into the creature, and he takes how much? So that's twenty-seven. Good lord! I rolled really, really good. Yeah, that's why I don't allow twenty-seven, thirty-seven, forty-four. Why you don't allow 46. what? That feat. Uh even with that, I mean, he's rolling 17 damage. Yeah. Good night. I mean, yeah, it's, it's 2d6 plus 8. Wait, it's rolling 3d6. Oh, it's re-rolling the ones. It re-rolls ones, too. Gotcha. So the second roll is taken. That's also because of that feat. Oh, that's because of, uh, that's just because of my class. Um, class thing? Yeah, that's just a class feature. I don't think so. Oh, that's your it is. Uh, It's fighting great style. weapon fighting. Yeah, my fighting style. All right, so 27 and 19. That's <coughs> 40, 46 damage. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, you do massive damage to this creature. He appears to barely be standing. Um, I don't feel like it's worth wasting my action surge right now, so I'll just let that be the end of it. All right. Um, out of the bushes to the northwest, a another figure emerges. This one. Uh, steps out. It appears to be a large suit of armor that is glowing from within. And notices uh, alley. And uh, and he trundles forward, uh, <laughs> also with Sorry. a uh, with a long sword, and he makes two attacks against you, Modus. When it's making yeah. an attack against their mic, that must be Ryan. I think it's I think it's Ryan. Ryan sounds right. like he's losing. He's fighting a weasel. Come All on, right. Ryan. Um, so so this other uh, construction comes walking out. Uh, he's uh, it looks like plate armor. He's got a shield and a big sword, and uh, and he doesn't say anything. But the uh, the undead creature points at you and says, "Take him out," and uh, and it does so. It marches forward and raises its sword and tries to attack you, Modus. A uh, seventeen and a twelve. Where are those hit? Uh, I, I attack the the undead dude first two, and then I. Hang, hang on just like second. I, I, got, I got a mute, Ryan. I did it already. Well, it did it for me anyway. So, okay. So. so what did you say, Modus? Did either of those hits uh, hit? The 17, did it hit? Uh, no, neither of them hit. 
so he he attacked with his first two, and then using his, I guess, spidey senses, he whips around and blocks the other two with his awesome shiny magical sword. Okay, so you're just saying role playing how those two hit attacks missed. Yeah, he just didn't connect. Gotcha. Okay, third, it's your turn. All right. Um, since I can't hurt this guy, I'm gonna see if I can hurt the other guy. So I'll I'll bonus action disengage from this guy, and then come over here to helmet head. Try to hit him. Okay. Uh, flanking. Uh, All right, and I'll attack him with my short sword. See what happens. Twenty-four. Twenty-four hits. Oh my gosh! Thirty damage. If I mean, if it hurts. <laughs> um, your uh, strike. Uh, un. Un. It. It just doesn't even make sense to you. You don't appear to be doing any damage to this creature. Okay, uh, and indeed, the glow from within its uh, armor gets even brighter. Okay. There. Right. How drunk are you? Like, are you that hungover or what, man? Because you seem like a lightweight all of a sudden. I have a sword of making bad guys stronger. I'm just going to stand here the rest of the fight. <laughs> That's it. Um, make a wisdom save. All right. You still get plus three, Kenny. All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, whatever is affecting you is still affecting you. Mm. Um, is there anything else you're going to do on your turn, Thaird? No. All right. Balasar, you're up. Okay. Uh, can I use a bonus action to move around then attack the same person? Uh, just get the, still be the flanking bonus or no? You don't have to use a bonus action. You can just move. But right now, if you move, you're in two uh, zones of control. So, like you would, like if you moved out of one of their zones, you'll take an attack of opportunity. Okay, then yeah, I don't want to do that. Then all right. So then, just for my first action, I will attack the same creature. The uh, um, okay, Balasar, I need you to make a wisdom save first. All right. Wisdom. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I was at the spell page for some reason. All right. Okay. So, um, and that's plus three because of my aura of protection. So that's 13. Okay. Um, something happens. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Everybody's saving their wisdom throws. I'm surrounded by freaking idiots. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do my uh, uh, first attack, the battle axe with one-handed version. Who are you? The, Who are you same, the same creature as before, this one over here. All right. Okay. Um, so this time, as your battle axe connects with the creature, uh 
that you feel a discharge of magical energy and he appears to uh, knit back together partially. Okay, all right. Now I think I figured out what's going on. Yeah, you can't right. attack him when you're torqued off. Yeah, apparently not. Mm. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to do the, the same attack again, but I will do Divine Smite this time. So let me click that, and I'll switch it to uh, two-handed. I'm going to grip it with two hands this time to get a little extra oomph on it. You're taking so. the same guy again? Yep, the same person. Let me tick off another thing on my spell list here. There we go. All uh, right. David, 25. A 25 connects with the creature. He lifts his sword and tries to block it, but uh, just overcome by the strength of your blow. And as your axe connects, again, uh, rather than doing damage, it appears to knit his flesh back together. But it worked last time I did. Yeah, but you weren't. Radiant torqued. damage. You weren't torqued last time. Hey. Uh, you had to drop your shield to grab that with two hands, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did that. So, uh, all right, on a bonus action, what I'm going to do then is... Uh, is it lay hands I can do bonus action, or is this another one I can do as a bonus action? I was looking at it. Where did it go? All right, well, while you're thinking about it, the creature lashes out. Uh, yes. This time, I, I was going to totally lay hands on myself. That's an so. action, though. Oh, it is? Uh, all right, then. Never mind. All right. Uh, this time he lashes out at uh, Modus with his long sword. A 10, I believe, is going to miss. And then he reaches out and tries to uh, to grab a hold of uh, Horatius's shoulder. A 14. That is not going to miss. All right. And then it's your turn, Horatius. All right, so in this bag of pus reaches for me a sidestep right here. Okay. Then, so I get to tick uh, flanked, right? Yes, you do, but you also get to make a wisdom save. Just for moving? Oh, Alright, let's see. It's up here. Somewhere. You'll get a plus three to that, Horatius. All right. You're fine. That's right. I'm feeling fine. Alright, let's time... Give him that sweet kiss of the banshee. Um, a fifteen uh, hits. Oof! All right, and then we will. Um, and it does appear to damage him this time. Mm. All right. Trying to decide. All right. I... How close to death does this thing look? It just got. Uh, he's looking pretty rough. Yeah, All right, we're gonna go ahead and use. Balasaur. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the shaft with the next one. Uh, a a, a a small thirty is going to hit. Yes. 
He must have just was, nicked them, just grazed it, them. It did, it did take a plus two to get to there. All right. Well, uh, that hits, and uh, he yells out, no. And, uh, and then his body, like, crumples in on itself, and, uh, and he falls down dead at your feet. All right. Now, I did it that way so that I would still have a full attack. So, let's see. I'm going to go one. Two, three. Hang on, I'd already moved there. One. All right, two, three, four. All right, so I'm gonna stop there. Now, do I stay flanked since I'm catacombed? Yeah, you're on Balasar. All right, so then I'm gonna use just the regular Banshee's kiss, the front end, since I haven't used it yet. Excuse me. Um, I don't think you can do that, can you? Can you do action, bonus action, second action? I thought, because I get two attacks. I know you can break up your attacks between moving. I'm not sure about the whole bonus action in the middle. Thing. Yeah, I, I don't um, think you can. I don't think you can split like that. Okay, see that. All right, I'll give you my logic on it. And if I can't do it, I can't do it. Like, I, I know the, the, the end is like where I slash and then do this. So it makes sense to attach that at the end of the first swing rather than do two swings, kill it, and then try to come over here and hit him with the back end. So that's why. But if I can't do it, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the future, what it does is when you take the attack action, you get to make two attacks at the same time. Gotcha. Okay. Like well, then that's fine. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in my mind, like I said, the, the sequence, it made sense if I was about to kill it to do this and then that rather than that that and then use a bonus attack to swing the back end of something that I hadn't swung at yet the first time. Right. But I get I get you I get you I just misunderstood so I'm fine with no attack there. Okay, Lavar, you're up. It was so epic. Uh, I have a quick. Yes, it question. was, man. I, I give I give you that. A quick question. Uh, because as, as, I, I, oh wait a minute, I've got Ryan muted, so I can't hear him if he's talking. <laughs> uh, hang on, Ryan, you're muted because of a small fight that you had with whatever the hell was in the background earlier. Sorry, we. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. My phone died, and I had to switch to uh, my headphones. That's all right. All right, okay. so it's your turn. I have a quick question uh, about. Um. Oh, was oh Ryan, you there? Hey, am I here? I can hear you. I hear you. Okay. I can't hear uh, him. I went away you for a second. Again. I didn't mute anyone, right. I don't think. So what's your question? Okay, Ryan? so uh the uh the wisdom save I made earlier, was it against uh, charmed, frightened, or possessed? Nope. Oh, dang. Okay. Then yeah, I can't hear Danny at all. I don't even see him either. It's so weird. All right, so what you going to do for your turn, LeVar? I can't hear Ryan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast... Uh, oh, y'all can't hear me? I got you now. Oh. Okay. Uh, hold on. I, I'm. I had to change my my plan. Ben? 
Nice. I'm here. I think you just need to refresh Discord. That could be it. All right. So what are you doing, Ryan? Uh, I am gonna cast dispel magic on uh on this guy in here. Oh, BRB. On the the guy in the middle. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> okay, so it looks like Jeremy Crawford said you can do a bonus action attack in between two attacks and an attack action. You can. Oh, sweet. Oh. That's awesome. All right. It took him three well, tweets to after... clarify it, but he finally got there. Okay. Well, after we, after LeVar makes his, or takes his turn, I'll let, uh, we'll go back and we'll apply whatever damage here. All right, so Ryan, you're trying to cast Dispel Magic on this thing? Yeah. All right. Um, so you cast the spell, um, and you feel as though the spell hits the creature, but um, there's some sort of uh, resistance to your spell, and it doesn't appear to have an effect on him. Dang. Okay. Oh, crap. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna stay right here. Do I do another wisdom saving throw? Uh, yep. And I guess within oh. ten feet, Alasar, you get a plus three to that. Yep, he gets plus three. All right, come on, come on. All right, fifteen. Uh, um, you are untorqued. Whatever that is. Hey, if I were to refresh my page, will that log me out of Discord? Yeah, for a second, and then you'll come back. Um, and then we'll go back here. Um, Let me do Chris, that because I'm not hearing things. You rolled that, that third attack there? Yes. Can you hear me, Chris? All right, yes. so that third attack, um, Danny looked it up, and apparently you can split the attacks like that, so a 25 hits for 16 more damage. Sweet. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sweet. Alright. Um, you hit the creature, but he appears to take less damage than you anticipate. Mm. Alright, and All right. then Modus, it is your turn. Uh, yeah. So, I'm just gonna whack him. That's that's all that's gonna happen. A 13's gonna miss. A 28 will, or 29 will hit, though. And why not? I'll go ahead and action surge and do it two more times. Uh, 12 is going to miss. A crit will hit, though. And because I critted, I get a bonus action to smack one more time. What's that? You get a... What gives you that ability? Great Weapon Master. Wait. Uh, no, yeah, so... It's one of them. I have it to... Great Weapon... 
Heidinger Master does it. I'm looking for it. It's Master. You score a critical hit with a melee weapon or reduce a creature's zero hit points. You can make one free melee action. Or one melee action is a bonus action. So. Yeah. All right. So you hit the creature. That's 23. Plus 27 is 50. Plus 16 is 66. Plus 28 is 94 damage. Yeah, we're going to have to tweak this character, Ben. Dad, we that, have tweaked it. That's it's just level 10. Like It's not level 10. It's got, yeah. it's got a broken feet. Yeah, yeah, you got something majorly broken there, dude. Yeah, nothing can survive 100 damage in one turn. I mean, it's going to break every encounter that we do. It's the feat, Ben. So we'll get together this week, and we're going to have to tweak this because it just breaks the balance. So that's 100 damage, which doesn't affect him as much as you would think it would do, or 96 damage, um, which you think would kill any other creature, but because of this resistance that he appears to have, uh, it only affects him some way. Um, the light within him dims, though, and he appears to be injured. All right. Um... Because you're just wailing on him, he turns and he tries to fight you off, Modus. Right. And he makes two attacks with his sword. A seven and a twenty. 20. Does the twenty hit? When he does hit. All right, for eight slashing. And then, Thaird, it's your turn. Um, I guess I'll just roll my wisdom save at the end of my turn. Okay. So you've realized that there's some sort of enchantment on you? Yeah. All right. And you, you are no longer torqued. Yeah, it's the end of my turn, though, right? Yep. yep. All right, Balasar, you're up. All right, well, first thing I want to do is cast Divine Sense. That's what I'd like to do. Okay, go ahead and click on the little speech bubble so we can see what that does. Yeah, I was just... There it goes. All right, so... Uh, the presence of strong evil registers on my senses, like a noxious odor. A powerful good rings, like heavenly music in my ears. As an action, I can open my awareness to detect such forces. Until the end of my next turn, I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. That, that is not my total cover, cover. And then I know the type, celestial fiend or undead, of any being whose presence I sense, but not its identity. All right. Uh, hang on, let me do something real quick. Okay. Um, now you realize that's your action if you do that. Yeah, uh, I only okay. get one action. I don't get two actions. Mm -mm. No, it's if you attack, you get two actions. 
Turn yeah, two attack. Yeah, that's fine. Because I figure we need to figure we need to figure out about what this guy is and what's going on. So. Okay. So it tells you if he's if it's a celestial fiend or undead. Um, this thing does not appear to be pinging on your divine sense. Mm. Okay. All right. And you sense no others in the area either. Except for a fading sense uh, from the corpse next to you. Okay. Yeah, there was something I was going to do as a bonus. Oh, yeah, I want to do as a bonus action. Uh, where did it go? Divine. Oh, not divine health. Oh, geez, I can't seem to find it. Oh, harness divine power. And then I okay. click the speech bubble. So you can see that. It says I can uh, regain an extended spell slot. So. All right. Which means I can do it twice. So I'm going to do that to get back one of my you should, you should first that. level spell slots. You should save that for like a second level spell slot. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay, then never already... mind. All right, then I won't take that as a bonus action. And. Anything else for you then? Uh, no, I guess not. So I guess I'll just take my wisdom save, which will be at a plus three. I can get the stupid thing to respond. So it'd be 16. All right. Uh, you're fine. All so right. No longer, are you going to take that uh, icon off of me? Oh, you were, you were torqued. I couldn't see. Everybody's piled in there on top of each other. So, yeah, you're no longer torqued. All right. I like that that Danny decided on for it. Because <laughs> there's something going on, but you're not sure what it is. All right, Horatius, it's your turn. I uh, can't hear you, Chris. Are you muted? Yeah, sorry, because I was throwing down on Doritos, and I wanted to spare you all the crunching. All right, so what? I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to throw down on this dude next, so... We won't split the attacks this time. We're just going to wish for the best here. You can do it now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, a 29 is going to hit for 12 damage. Yes. All right. Uh, he's looking in pretty rough shape. All right. 21. A 21 hits. And despite his resistance to your damage, you just overwhelm his defenses and he uh, crumples to the ground. The light within him completely falters and goes out. And then the plate armor just folds in on itself and crunches down into the ground or into the grass. If there is any other enemies that we haven't seen around us yet, that would suffer the effect of Banshee's Kiss. So are there... What's the, there's not anybody else within 15 feet. So, yeah, a whale does go off, um, but uh, there's no one around for it to affect. All right. All right. Um, so we will... Let's, let's call it there at the end of this combat, because it is 11 o'clock.
Yeah, I've got to go. <laughs> yep. And uh, and you guys are now in the Doom Vault, so we'll pick up here next week, and I will work on getting all these handouts and things, and Ben, I'll contact you about fixing your character I've and all that. already got something in mind. Okay. All right. Well, uh, got you guys in the Doom Vault. That was our goal for tonight. Got all our characters set up, so we'll explore from here next week. All right, All sweet. Right.